Welcome to a preview of round 12 on NRL.com. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined by Alicia Newton and Marty Lenahan to talk through every game from round 12. Uh, guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. Happy to be back after my little week hiatus. You guys killed it while I was away, I heard. I don't know. I think we might have uh, thought we struggled without your uh, <laughs> high quality insights. Yeah, miss, miss the expert analysis. I highly doubt that. <laughs> nah, it's good to be back though. I was uh, I was up at National Champs for the women, so a lot of decent women coming through the grades. I tell you, it's going to be exciting. A couple of months with the NRLW coming up. How did it all go? Was it a high quality weekend? Some good games. Yeah, it was the final for the Opens. It should be on Fox Sports in a couple of weeks, but um, absolute thriller. Golden Point. Tune in. Outstanding. Keep a watch for that, everyone. Uh, let's talk about uh, some round 12 games starting Thursday night with the Broncos and the Storm, obviously kicking off uh, Indigenous round, which is always a fantastic fixture on the NRL calendar. Um, Marty, I'll start with you. Broncos, they, uh, I don't think either of us tipped them to beat the Roosters last week, but they uh, you've got to sort of wonder where that form's been hiding. They, they do it against a, a Storm team that's, I guess, boosted by the return of Jerome Hughes, but still missing plenty of uh, high-caliber cattle, but just keeps getting the job done anyway. Yeah, it was hard to see that sort of performance from Brisbane. I mean, they've shown glimpses, but uh, to put together a full 80 like that against a, a high-quality side was certainly uh, look, great signs for Kevin Walters. I guess he's been hoping that uh, every time he shuffled the deck chairs around, he might come up with the right combination. But uh, here we are again. Alicia's back and uh, Anthony Milford's back. So uh, <laughs> a couple of big, uh, big changes this week. Milford must be wondering what on earth's going on. But... Uh, Look, I'm sure he'll be happy to be back there and uh, getting another shot at it. And Albert Kelly was just one of the great stories of uh, round 11 with his performance. What do you make of it all, Alicia? Obviously, uh, like Marty said, Milford's back. That's because Tyson Gamble's got himself suspended. He's uh, had a few high tackles since his uh, crackdown started. So um, one of the, the team changes is Milford back for, I think, his third spell of the season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. Um, obviously, he's you know up and down. I think that's how he'll be played throughout the rest of the year. We've seen... Um, Kevin Walters isn't afraid to make changes and, and sort of come in and tinker with guys. Albert Kelly, as you mentioned, um, you know, a great club debut for a, a guy that's sort of been overseas, come back. And um, I think I was listening to him earlier in the week. He just really wants to make the most of this opportunity, shed a few kilos. So, um, yeah, obviously comes at a bargain base price for the Broncos too. So, um, you know, looking now for him to, to back it up. Obviously, uh, Kevin Walters, we've mentioned how many uh, halves changes he's made. This one's a, a force change, obviously, with Gamble going out, but potentially it could be a Gamble-Kelly combination for the rest of the season based on how well they went against the Storm. Um, Marty, the, the Storm just keep rolling on. Nico Hines filling in for, for Ryan Pappenhausen. You know, Chris Lewis, a back rower, playing at 5'8". You know, Aaron Booth in his second NRL game at, at Hooker with Harry Grant out. It sort of doesn't seem to matter with Melbourne, who's missing. They just uh, they keep finding someone else to do the job. Oh, no, look, they're a phenomenal side. And as you mentioned earlier, Jerome Hughes is back. So that's obviously uh, a big in for them. And yeah, they just roll on. I think Hines has been one of the real uh, revelations there. We knew he could play. He sort of had limited chances, but he's just uh, producing good game after good game there at the back. And they, uh, look, you would expect them to be winning. I think uh, Brisbane obviously would have taken a fair bit of confidence out of last week, but I think the Storm just too methodical and uh, too many threats there for, uh, for Brisbane to handle. So you're going for Melbourne, Alicia? Yeah, I'm going to go for Melbourne as well. But 
you know what, like Brisbane at home, and I know they don't have a great record against the Storm um, at Suncorp Stadium, but um, but yeah, I think Brisbane are very much in this, just with that depleted Storm side. I will um, I'll tip the Storm as well, uh, despite Brisbane turning a bit of a corner last week. Second game of the weekend, the early Friday game, Cowboys and the Warriors up there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Uh, Alicia, Cowboys, they get Cohen Hess back. They lose uh, Tamalolo to Wormick's suspension. Hamaso Tavioi Fido makes a timely return in the centres with Connolly Lemuelu out with a, uh, a thumb injury. Uh, Lachlan Burr also out suspended. So a few changes for the Cowboys, but they've, um, they've certainly been a lot better in the past month than they were in the first month of the season. Well, I think they got the Cowboys in. Uh, sorry, they got the Warriors down at the Central Coast, and that game was all over the place. It was only like a month ago now, so they're obviously backing up again and playing each other. Um, yeah, Tamalolo, you know, he was just sort of starting to find it. So he's had a frustrating season, just constantly in and out of the side with injury and now suspension. Um, but yeah, like back at home, I think the Cowboys have, you know, they hit, hit a pretty decent. Um, note last week against the Knights and they'll be looking to back that up um, especially up there they're sort of making it now that fortress that we have been so used to in Townsville um, Todd Payton's doing a really good job in, in trying to sort of instill that and against the Warriors who I think um, you know they're, they're very much just hot and cold this season obviously had a great um, great win last week against the Tigers um, and and that's I think Reese Walsh, Walsh obviously going back to fullback um, you know, has been the key for them. He absolutely killed it last week. Marty, we've talked for a few weeks in a row about what the best way to use Reese Walsh has been. Uh, last week, he started at fullback, played the full game at fullback. Roger Tuovasashek, to his credit, um, you know, he's put up his hand to go to the wing if that's what it takes to get Reese Walsh into the starting side. And he made a good fist of it. He was quite dangerous from uh, the wing, which obviously he played a fair bit there when he was first coming through at the Roosters. But as one of the premier fullbacks in the game, I guess it still feels a little bit weird seeing him out there. It does a bit, yeah. I think, look, you can't leave Reese Walsh out of this side anymore. He was just devastating last week. I think, uh, you know, the, the amount of young superstars we're seeing come through this year has been one of the real highlights. And I think uh, he just played an exceptional game last week. And Roger's just happy. He gets there and runs the ball. He runs out a dummy half. He uh, It's a bit like Tom Trebojevic at the moment. Both blokes just getting in and, and taking, uh, you know, hard hit-ups and making good metres for their team and just selflessly... Uh, throwing themselves into big forwards there. And I think Roger's just happy to rip in and, and make some runs because Reese Walsh, as we said, just has to be part of that side. So uh, very good signs, I think, for the Warriors just moving forward with uh, how good Reese Walsh is and some of their other younger players. Massive test for them, I think, uh, as Alicia said, the Cowboys are starting to feel like a bit of a, a fortress up there and they're, they're certainly playing some good footy. Finish this with a tip, Marty. I'm going to go for the Warriors, having said that uh, they're going into the <laughs> fortress in Townsville. I think uh, I'm looking for another huge guy from Reese Walsh, and uh, I just think they might be able to spring a little upset up there. Alicia? Oh, I went the Cowboys, but again, with probably no great confidence in this one. It's very even. It is the uh, the Todd Payton Cup with uh, the Cowboys clipboard holder up against the the team that he was in charge of last year. Be an interesting one um, to see what sort of um, impact that has on the game. I've gone for the the Warriors. I don't I'm not even sure if that's an upset or not, but I just feel like the thorn that that Reece Walsh is in some of his his passing game. I mean, we've seen sort of young players come through with great footwork and physicality, but someone to come through at 18 with that level of polished passing game, I think's extremely unusual. So I'm looking to him be the, to be the uh, the game breaker as the Warriors take a win away from Townsville. The second Friday game, the Tigers up against the Dragons, um, West Tigers and Dragons. Marty, what do you make of this one? This For me, it's one that could really just sort of go 
either team could win by heaps or it could be a golden point. I just don't know. Yeah, two of them are probably the most disappointing teams of the season. I know the Dragons had their little, their little run of uh, four in a row, but a lot has gone wrong for them since then. We, we often seem to be talking about their uh, suspensions, number of players they've got out, and obviously that's still a, a big issue for them. And, uh, and obviously Matt Dufty as well being injured. And then all the talk about him, you know, leaving the club's got to be a bit uh, destabilising as well. So... Absolute uh, toss of the coin. This one, I would have thought. And as I said, I think both teams have really been been disappointing in the way that they've uh, they've fronted up this season. Alicia, a few changes for the Tigers. Uh, James Roberts back from a chest injury, playing on the wing where we haven't seen him uh, any time recently. Joey Lelua out due to a head knock and Tommy Talao into the uh, centres. Um, Jake Simkin drops off the bench. Tom Mamone makes his, I think it's his club debut, actually off the bench, the, the former Rabideau um, mm-hmm. middle forward. Um, Tigers just capable of a really good performance, but not capable of doing it two weeks in a row at the moment, it seems. Yeah, 100% evident in the fact that every time I tip them, (laughs) they lose. And when I don't tip them, they win. So I think I've gone with them this week, which leads to a Dragons victory for sure this year. Um, Yeah, look, I think, and that's just what you're going to get with the Tigers at the moment. And, And to be fair, you know, over the last few years, especially in a game where they're expected to win, um, again, they only played the Dragons about a month ago and, and obviously under pressure, they come up with that big win down in Wollongong. So, um, you know, the, the recent form goes the way of the Tigers. But, um, yeah, James Roberts, Tommy Talao, I think those two guys can obviously easily swap, you know, during the game if need be. Um, Roberts, I just want to see him get some early ball, you know, and be put into space in such a big round with Indigenous round. Like, you know, this is, this is a game that he'll certainly hopefully get up for. And, um yeah, I just want to see him just have a bit more spark in that back line. Obviously, with that with that injury doesn't help, but just uh, you know, make a bit more of an impact with the Tigers. What are you expecting from the Dragons, Marty? You sort of touched on the the suspensions and the the players they're missing injured. Got to Golden Point, a pretty tough game against the uh, the Sharks last week before uh, going down in in extra time. Um, still got enough good players on the field, I, I think, to be you know threatening good teams. You know, Ben Hunt and Jack Bird, you know, Paul Vaughan, some of these guys who've been very good for them um, this year. They'll be disappointed with the way last weekend finished. Yeah, look, I think they were pretty brave last week and certainly they uh, yeah, they looked like they were going to get away with it at one stage and Golden Point is never uh, an easy way to uh, to get beaten. It uh, certainly leaves a bad feeling, I guess, for the side after they went so close. And I do think, uh, look, Jared Beals into that side, getting his first game for the Dragons. I think uh, yep. he can expect a fair bit of traffic there. I think uh, Alicia's right about Talao and Roberts. I think they can swap around a bit. Adam Dewey continues to play there in the centres and I'm expecting a big, uh, big game from him. So, look, I think the I think the Dragons will have taken a fair bit out of last week, but I uh, actually think the Tigers are a big chance this week to, uh, to come away with a win there. All right, I will uh, tip the Dragons. The early Saturday game, um, probably one of the most... Uh, one-sided contests, certainly on paper, that I can recall in my whole time watching uh, rugby league. We've got the high-flying, unbeaten Panthers uh, hosting the the struggling Bulldogs, who just have one win this year out there at uh, Blue Bet Stadium. Panthers on, I think it's a 14-game winning run at their home ground. Only lost one regular season game in the last, what is it, since... Parramatta last year, a year and a half, they've lost one regular mm-hmm. season game. So uh, certainly a strong form line. Um, Alicia, I'll start with you. What are you expecting from this one? Well, I didn't miss, I missed the game in um, Dubbo, but I don't think anyone could have imagined that scoreline, you know, against South. Um, we all sort of, a lot of us predicted Penrith's run would come to an end, you know, four weeks ago when we got asked about in experts' opinion. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, geez, this is just looks, these are like worse than Winks odds, really, isn't it? Like for this game, um, just having a look like Bulldogs massive outsiders. Um, I can't see going any other way. The Panthers are just on another level, you know, to, to every other team, including Melbourne at this point. You know, they would love to see them um, battle each other in the next couple of weeks if we could have. But um, yeah, like even with the guys out, no Dylan Edwards, um, they've obviously, they've got enough depth there. They've shown that. Stephen Crichton going back to fullback and, and Paul Momorowski coming in. They're just, uh, they're just too hard to stop. There's no other, I've run out of words for them, really. Yeah. Marty, the, the Bulldogs, I mean, they do get a couple back. Jack Hetherington back from suspension. Josh Jackson named to return from his calf injury. Um, they've lost Sione Katoa, who I thought has actually been reasonably handy for them um, from dummy half. That does bring promising youngster Jackson Torpenny back into the uh, side. Uh, a couple of other little tweaks around the uh, the forward pack. Um, do you give them any chance of even keeping it close? Uh, mate, no. The only word I can think of here is carnage. I think this is going to be... Uh... I did see the game in Dubbo. They were unbelievable last week. Absolutely next level against a side that I think most of us still consider to be one of the contenders, but they just absolutely toyed with them. It was uh, it was actually quite embarrassing for South at different stages of that game. You've just got a side here that is, we say it every week, they've had a lot of, uh, whether it's luck with injuries or whatever it is, they've basically been able to put the same side out every week. They're just in magnificent form. A whole heap of them, obviously, uh, lining up for their their origin chances. I guess Luai and Cleary, it's interesting to see whether the New South Wales partner them together. Luai certainly can't do any more than he's done uh, to put himself up for a debut. But, yeah, look, I just uh, I hope the doggies can just hang in there. Um, you know, nobody wants to see a, a fully one-sided. It's funny, we don't seem to mind seeing uh, Panthers put a big score on South. We're all louding... Uh, <laughs> Henrith after that, but we don't want to see them do it to the Bulldogs because they are a brave side and they've done the best they can with what they've got. But uh, yeah, it could be anything really if they click. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more about Origin a little bit closer to uh, the game, but I'm, I'm, I'd be absolutely stunned if um, if Luai doesn't get that starting six jersey. Like you said, he couldn't possibly have done any more. He's head and shoulders above the other candidates at the moment. I think that's a pretty rousing tip for the Panthers from all three of us. So I'll move straight on to the second Saturday game, which to me is certainly probably the most interesting game of the round. Not easy to tip. Um, Alicia, I'll start with you. Souths and uh, Eels both on the wrong end of big score lines uh, last week. Souths in that game we just spoke about, uh, dusted up by Penrith. Uh, Eels, I guess it was an upset loss, even though we, we all sort of thought Manny were a pretty big shout to go out to Bankwest and, and take the win. But Eels still very disappointing uh, for the second time this year. What are you expecting from this one? Oh, geez, um, it's going to be tight. I've we've obviously been out to both clubs this week um, for NRL.com and just sort of talking to them. I don't think neither team wanted to be coming up against each other this week just because it is that top four battle. And, um, you know, I guess leading into such a busy or origin period too, you want to pick up the points now while you can. So um, Rabbitohs, I think, obviously, of the two teams will be hurting most from that result. You know, having 50 points put against them twice in three weeks um, is not good for anyone um anyone's confidence so um yeah i'm expecting a massive return from them but whether it's enough against an eel side who have bounced back pretty well this year like with the losses that they've had um so yeah it's, it's going to be a great battle nevertheless marty it's the uh it's the third and final week of dylan brown's uh suspension period so we've got uh jake arthur in his third game uh, a match winning try in his first uh his second game 
was tough, but not really his fault. Uh, stuck out defending next to Wonga Blake, who I think it's fair to say had an absolute nightmare. Um, probably not for the first time in Eels colours. Um, been named again next to each other. Be interesting to see if it uh, finishes up that way with Murata Niakore back from his suspension and picked on the bench this week. Yeah, they want to do something to tighten up their Parramatta. I think for uh, Jake Arthur, I mean, the first week was emotional. It was uh, happy days, you know, great scenes for him and obviously a lot tougher. Last week was a very uh, high quality game and Manly have, have taken their performance to another whole level. So it will be interesting to see how Brad Arthur sort of uh, deals with some of those holes that were punched in their defence out wide there. Nia Kore, as you said, he's a very good defender. So could be a bit of a shuffle up there. I think, uh, look, both these sides, as we've said, desperate to uh, hit back pretty, well, certainly more embarrassing for South. I don't think Parramatta certainly weren't humiliated, but, uh, you know, a few things for them to work on. And I think South... Uh, you know, it is, it's tough times for them. You don't give up 50 points twice in three weeks without sort of, I think there's a few issues there at hand and some things they really need to deal with if they want to be uh, considered still in that premiership hunt. Alicia, what do you make of this South's uh, team sheet? Obviously, Cam Murray is a huge in back from that ankle injury, but Liam Knight and uh, Jaden Sewer, who played Origin last year, both dropped from the 17 altogether. Uh, they've also lost Josh Mansour to a, a head knock um, with Tane Milne coming in for his second game of the year on the wing, and uh, Jai Arrow moved into the, the starting side, who's been uh, pretty consistent for them um, this year. So Wayne Bennett clearly uh, lost patience with what he saw last weekend. Yeah, absolutely. They they were the ones that um, I guess caught caught the brunt of the, the loss. And you know, we, we've spoken about South's depth depth all the year that they can afford to do that too, bring guys in and shuffle guys around until Wayne gets the right balance. I just think for both sides, but in particular South this year, like this is their year basically. If they if they can't get it together, then you know Wayne leaving next year and and possible you know Adam Reynolds leaving and then possible retirement of Benji. Like it's just the pressure cooker's on, and I think. Wayne, you know, wouldn't have been happy with the last three weeks um, and he's just trying to look for a bit of a reaction out of him. Eels on the other side of it, they, they're pretty similar, but obviously they've got their team for a lot longer together. But um, just on a big occasion, they need to come up with the wins. They've done it before against Melbourne earlier this year. So, um, yeah, it's another big occasion this weekend to, to do the same. Who's your tip? Uh, what we power on. I think, I think, yeah, you don't concede 56 points and bounce back that easy against a side like Paris. So, long goal for me. Marty? Yeah, I think the Eels will be uh, getting the money. As I said, I think there's a, a few issues there at South. There, uh, even their sort of vaunted attack that we all spoke about for, for many weeks, the left side attack sort of deserted them a little bit in recent weeks as well. So, I think, uh, yeah, a couple of problems there. I think Parramatta will be too good. I'm actually tipping South. This is about the time last year that the wheels started to come off uh, for the Yields. They copped a, a shock loss to Manly in round nine or 10 last year and just were pretty much a, a shadow of their former selves for the rest of the, the season. So uh, history potentially repeating. So I've gone uh, the bunnies for this one. Uh, Roosters and the Raiders up there at Central Coast um, on Saturday night. Uh, Marty, I'll start with you. Roosters... Um, Rocked a little bit by Brisbane last week. They've lost Angus Crichton and Victor Radley to uh, suspension. They do get Josh Morris back from a, a week off, managing a, a bit of back soreness, pushing uh, debutante Joseph Suwali back to the uh, reserves list. Uh, what sort of response are you expecting from uh, Trent Robinson's men? Oh, a massive response. I think this is a game that, uh, look, I guess at the start of the year would have been penciled in as a bit of a blockbuster. You know, these two sides have been right up there for the last three or four years, but certainly had their 
their struggles this year. The Roosters have been more, I guess, injury suspension. The Raiders uh, don't know, just can't play in the second half. Basically, we uh, we all saw the sort of massive figures against them those five second halves in a row, and even last week it all uh, went to water a little bit in the second half as well. So, you know, look, they've uh, they've got massive issues down there. We've seen George Williams go home this week now. A lot of talk about whose fault that was, what happened to the relationship down there with the club, how he handled it, how the club handled it. But at the end of the day, he's gone. And uh, I do expect, yeah, I think the Roosters will be will be hitting back hard. Uh, and I, I think they'll get away with it. I think there's a few issues down there in Canberra that have to be dealt with pretty quickly. Well, Alicia, just elaborating on the uh, the Canberra side of things, I do get Whiten and Hodgson both back from suspension this week. It sounds like Josh Starling's okay. He looked pretty hurt with that ankle last week, but um, you know, a decent side on the park. Jordan Ruppin are back from injury as well, but obviously, you know, the whole situation with George Williams, you know, it comes on the back of you know players' partners having a shot at the coach on social media and rumours that various players were um, not happy with the, the club. It's um, you know, don't know how much to read into all of it, but um, like Marty said, their, their second halves have been diabolical and um you know it seems like a you know a few issues to sort out at the moment you know the odd saying where there's smoke there is fire and uh you know for a lot of for the raiders like it's off field just seems to be the issue for them you know whether whether a lot of it's true or what as marty says what's going on down there but either way you know you got josh hodson coming off the bench um this time last year's obviously injured but the, the period before that you know he was one of the best hookers in the game um they just performance-wise, I feel like they haven't really evolved from what they did to make the 2019 Grand Final. I feel like you know they just haven't really changed up what they're doing, and and whereas other teams have evolved and mm. and shaped their own game. So, um, but Sam Williams, I, I actually rate him. You know, like George Williams, obviously premier half, but Sammy's done a great job for the Raiders in the past, and he brings a really positive attitude. So. Um, you know, obviously not as good as George Williams, but I feel like they're not going to lose a hell of a lot in the role that, you know, he plays compared to um, compared to George and obviously up again with Jack Whiten, who will uh, help him out a lot. So, Charles Nickel-Clockstad too, like you can't underestimate he's been ruled out for the rest of the year, which is just a massive blow. And even Jared Croker, you know, missing as well. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, this sort of stuff flows on to on-field performance, which is what's been happening with the Raiders. But um, against the Roosters this week, you know, no Victor Radley, no Angus Crichton, as we know now. Like, I'll give them every chance. And they did knock out the Roosters in last year's final. So, um, you know, there's there's a bit, a little bit of blood between these two teams, as we know, over the past couple of years. Yeah, they've had some uh, some pretty interesting clashes in, in recent times. Interesting point about Sam Williams as well. I know, um, you know I've interviewed him plenty over the years and I'm sure you have as well and just as good of a bloke as you'll come across in, in rugby league. But um, I'm not taking that into account when I say I, I agree with you. I really think he can offer plenty to this side. He's a different style of player to George Williams. You know, George Williams, the, obviously the international halfback and a really damaging running game. But Sam Williams, you're potentially just a better, you know, with Whitenback as well, I feel like it might just be a better balance for the team. Just that little calm, little general to kick to the corners and do some some talking and control the team. You know, it might actually sort of get the best out of uh, of Jack Whiten and Tom Starling and Josh Hodgson. Was it 2016, I think he, he was playing alongside Whiten, it might have been, or anyway, absolutely killed it um, towards mm. the end of that year. And um yeah, you'd be burst onto the scene sort of thing after returning from, to the Raiders. So yeah, I um I rate him, especially as a as a backup half, and I think he'll do a job. He's Canberra through and through. So um good luck to him. So that was a tip from the Roosters for you. Um yeah, I think so. I can't remember who I have tips, but very even. I think Roosters. I can't remember. <laughs> Marty. 
Yeah, look, I think the Roosters will get home. I do expect a huge game from Jack White and with uh, Origin around the corner. We spoke about Luai, who's obviously in the, the box seat, I guess, for the number six. But I, I, I do like the thought of uh, Jack White and still getting that job for New South Wales. He's just made for Origin. So I think he's in for a big game. But expect the Roosters to uh, hit back and to have had a very good chat about uh, a bit of controlled aggression this week, I think, in light of... Uh, the Radley situation, I reckon Robbo would have uh, had a bit of a word to him and I reckon they'll just come out firing, but with it all uh, in a controlled manner. I have tipped the Roosters as well. The early Sunday game, the Sharks and the Titans have taken a game up to Coffs Harbour. Um, Sharks home game, they, uh, they're they missing a few players through suspension. Uh, winger Maweni Harodi, uh, Josh Dugan from the Centres and Teague Wilton from the pack all uh, have taken the early pleas and uh, missed games. They do get Ronaldo Militalo back from uh, a long-term knee injury. Been a little bit skinny on the uh, the wings. So that's a big in for them. Um, Sifa Talakai back into the side and Sean Johnson into the halves with uh, Chad Townsend, who... To be fair, had a, a bit of a mixed game last week, probably a bit of a battle before kicking that match-winning field goal. Um, Marty's still a, a big, big move to drop him. Yeah, a huge move. I think, look, Sean Johnson, uh, game number 200, he'd be up to about 205 now, wouldn't he? If he'd, uh, He's sort of been named for a few weeks in a row and obviously hasn't quite been able to get to that milestone due to injury. So he'll be desperate to get back out there and uh, and lead the Sharks around. I think they, they would have taken a lot out of last week. We said the Dragons would have felt gutted by the loss, but so would Cronulla equally if they'd gone down. Having played 20 minutes for that game, a man down with players in the bin, I think they did a pretty remarkable job as well. So, you know, they would have taken a lot out of it. Johnson will be fired up, ready to go. Um, obviously, the Titans, who we'll get to, they get some pretty uh, big players back as well. So it'll be a pretty interesting contest, I think. Well, yeah, Alicia, the Titans boosted by the return of David Fafita from suspension is the main one. Also, Patrick Herbert back uh, in the centres. Um, they got the job done last week, but it was certainly far from convincing against uh, a Bulldogs team that struggled to score points all season, but but came up with 20 against them. Yeah, it looked a bit worrying there towards the end when it was, what, 24-20 and Bulldogs were sort of on the attack. I thought, oh, here we go, it's going to be an upset, but... That's the Titans this year, you know. I think Jamie Soward um, on NRL.com has sort of called him just called them just Im- immature. You know, they're still trying to find their identity. And David Fafida is one of those guys. I think that you know, obviously, you do just throw the ball to him, and he can do do anything. But presence-wise, you know, him on the paddock, it's just a totally different side. So, um, yeah, like they're they're obviously building, and with Paddy Herbert back there in the centres, um, their backline's a lot more stable. Um, Ash Taylor as well. He's in the 21. You know, he's a chance of coming back. He's almost been a sort of forgotten guy with a guy, sorry, with Tanner Boyd um, doing a job there with Jamel Fogarty. So, um, yeah, it's a pr- pretty tight one. I think just on the t- um, Sharks too, like Matty Moyle and Sean Johnson, both off contract at the end of this year. Like, is this sort of the end for Chad Townsend? Like, we obviously know he's off with the Cowboys, whether he leaves early or, or whatever. Um, is this sort of the first signs that, you know, we might be seeing Matty Moylan and Sean Johnson injury pending, um, whether they they fit um, in the halves for the rest of the year. You know, Josh Hannah is always going to make the calls and um, these two guys are playing for their future. Who are you tipping? Uh, Titans for me in this one. Marty? Yeah, I'm going to say the Titans as well. I think David Fafita will come out absolutely uh, rampaging after his break. couple of tries for him. Titans just a bit too much in attack, I think, for the Sharks. 
Yeah, I can see this being a high-scoring one. Titans scoring plenty of points, letting in plenty. Sharks are uh, probably not too uh, dissimilar themselves, but uh, yeah, Titans in a high-scoring one for me. Final game of the round, the Knights up against the Seagulls uh, up there at McDonald Jones Stadium in the Hunter. Callum Ponga named to return from a adductor strain. Bradman Best also returning from a hamstring strain. Huge ins for Newcastle allows uh, Kurt Mann to return uh, to the halves, uh, where Alicia Blake-Green no longer plays because he uh, has retired effective immediate. Yeah, I want to say it was a surprise, but not really, except he did talk to media, I think, on the Monday or Tuesday, and then he was gone yesterday. So yeah. uh, he never never trust in rugby league. It's just, they just changed everything. Um, but no, obviously, just him looking at, you know, he, he pretty much just said he couldn't keep up with the pace coming back from that ACL injury. And um, from what we understand, there's a bit of movement there happening with, with Jake Clifford possibly turning up to the Knights, you know, next week, which uh, which will be a really big boost for them. Um which piece yeah, not too just, far away either. Yeah, he's round 14, I think, penciled in. So, look, Connor Watson today also spoke and, and basically said that they can't afford to wait another four weeks, but they're only still two points out of the eight. And, you know, looking ahead for them, they've just got to get guys back on the field if they can do that. And, um, you know, again, not saying that they're going to beat Manly this week, but they've just sort of got to, got to find a bit more resilience defensively and, and throw a bit more in attack. They're just not really offering much at all at the moment. Marty up against a, a Manly team who are not too far away from pushing themselves towards sort of that top four on the ladder, which is, I can't believe I'm saying it after the opening month, they had plenty of uh, column inches have been, uh, you know, accredited to uh, to Tom Travoyevich in his form over the, the past, what, five or six weeks. But, um, you know, Daly Cherry Evans really enjoying uh, his footy at the moment. Jake Travoyevich a lot better since his brother's been back. And then Josh Schuster, um, been great on the edge uh, for them this year, moving into the 5-8 throw with Kieran Foran out injured, had an absolute whale of a game against the Eels as well. So mm. uh, a lot of good signs for Manly. Oh, his ball playing was outstanding last week, Josh Schuster. I mean, for a I guy so young to be able to play as he has done and be impressive in the back row and then switch into five eight and lay on two or three tries. I thought he was he was just brilliant last week. And it just shows, I mean, the you know, the brilliance of Des Haslow, the, the mastermind just uh, shuffling guys around. That was a very emotional day, obviously, for Manley last week after finding out about Bob Fulton's uh, passing, I think, when they were on the way to the game. So you know, that can go one or two ways. I think it, it obviously uh Josh Huster was was uh discovered, I think, by Bob Fulton and, was, and yeah. promised uh, Bob Fulton's son before the game that he would uh, do something special for him, and he absolutely did. So, look, these two clubs have had a, a great rivalry over the last uh, 20 years, certainly back to some uh, some epic clashes over the years, and hopefully it'll be another good one. I think Manly are obviously in, in great form, and, and Newcastle with Ponga back, I mean, he's obviously coming up to origin, get a couple of miles under the belt before uh, the series opener, so expecting a pretty uh, a bit of a response from Newcastle, a big game at home, big crowd, and I think it should be a cracking game. Who are you tipping? I'm going to tip Manly. I just think they're, they're just in such good form at the moment. Too many threats. I think Schuster's probably in for another big game, and they just, uh, yeah, they just look very dangerous across the park. Alicia? Yeah, I think KP back and Bradman Best obviously add a lot to the Knights, but you can't go past Manly at this point. Um, they've got... Not a bad record up in Newcastle recent times as well. 
Yeah, same for me. I'm expecting an improved Newcastle, but not improved enough to beat a, uh, a very informed Manly Seagulls. That is all eight games uh, from round 12. Indigenous round in the NRL. Uh, wonderful event in the NRL calendar. Alicia Newton and Marty Lenahan, thank you for joining me uh, once again. And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back this time to preview round 13. Mm-hmm.